Welcome to Shelter in Place, a podcast about finding daily sanity in a world that feels increasingly insane. Coming to you from Oakland, California, I'm Laura Joyce Davis. There's a song I've been playing on repeat over and over again this past week. It's been a song to cry to, and also a song to find some hope. The song is Miko Marx's Good Night America. I heard it for the first time a little over a week ago when I got a message from the Freight and Salvage, my favorite local music venue, saying that Miko Marx would be streaming a live show in lieu of the concert she was supposed to have before gathering for concerts disappeared from our lives because of COVID-19. Miko lives here in the Bay Area. And so I reached out to her, and she graciously agreed to talk with me and share a bit of her life and her music. My name's Miko Marks, and I'm a singer-songwriter. I love country music, but I generally just love to sing. I grew up in Flint, Michigan, and um, I actually started with gospel music. I was raised in the church, and that was the staple for everything that we did. And then um, my mom was pretty well-versed in music. She loved all genres. You name it, I heard it in my house. But I really took a liking to country music because of Loretta Lynn, Patsy Cline, Johnny Paycheck, Waylon Jennings, some of those people, because of the stories. I would go on a real journey inside the song. It wasn't just one thing. It was like, you start here, there was a beginning, there was a mini, it was like a story. And I was a kid and I love stories. So I got really into country that way by just listening to the stories. And that's how I started to write. I wrote my first song. Oh, I was probably about eight years old. But all through high school, I sang in the choir, got to sing at Carnegie Hall because our little choir was really good. (laughs) That was pretty fun. I was 15 when that happened. But musically, as far as country music and really getting into this is what I want to do, I was 17 years old. Everybody from my hometown, the girls that I hung out with, they were going to college. They were going to MIT, Michigan State, all these wonderful universities. And I was just like, I got to go somewhere. So I applied to Grambling State University, which is an all-black college in Louisiana. And I got a music scholarship. And that really opened me up to music in a totally different way. I met my husband at 19. I got married at 22. And then I had a son at 23. And so I kind of didn't start right into music until my late 20s, early 30s, professionally, where I was like, this is what I'm going to go for every day, all day. What changed to bring that about? Well, my husband, he was really encouraging. He was like, you should be singing for a living. You shouldn't be working a nine to five, he was like, you have a gift and you need to share it. Quit your job and let's pursue this. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah. And then I was like, okay. I made a demo of like maybe six songs and um, met uh, Rod Carter of Miramie Records, who was like an independent label. And, and we got started on making my first album, which was Freeway Bound. And that was back, I want to say 2005. When I first started with It Feels Good, I wrote seven of the 10 songs on there. So that album was really about my journey, about finding my way home musically. Like, where do I belong? Who am I? And it was kind of like my breakout of like, I'm a country music artist. I'm freeway bound. I'm heading straight to Nashville, which is where I recorded both albums. So that was really me putting my print down 
unofficially being a country music singer songwriter. And then it feels good. I wanted to kind of open up a little bit more range wise. I love traditional country music. That's my favorite. But I wanted to open up a little and branch out. And now that I've been working with a new label, Red Tone Records, I've just been like, give me all the music you got. What can we do? What can I do with my voice? Where can I go? I wanted to take the limits away and kind of just kind of go genreless. If it's beautiful music, it should be heard. Like Goodnight America, Justin Phipps wrote that song. And what a timely piece it is right now. And I wouldn't say it's country. I wouldn't say it's blues or it's just a beautiful, poignant, honest, true song. And I'm hoping that everybody who listens to it can feel the realness of it and the honesty. I was a little nervous when he gave me the song because I'm kind of like a, I don't know, happy-go-lucky, always smiling kind of person. You know, that's my reputation at least. And so this song really spoke to me because it brought to the forefront my truth, my history, our history. And then I've never really put out a song like that, you know, a political song. And so it kind of felt like, oh, do I want to do this? But then I felt like it's above me. It's not about me. The message is so much more important. It's bigger than me. And so I was like, I have to do this song. I have to. And I'm so glad I did. And when I recorded this song back in January, it was released on Martin Luther King Jr.'s on that day. I, I had no idea we would be where we are now. I had no idea. I thought, mm, this is a message. This is a song. No, we need to hear this song now more, more now than ever. I have had a range of emotions. I've done a lot of crying. I've done a lot of being numb. I've had a lot of anger. I've had the gamut of emotions. Yesterday, I just felt so sad and so hurt. I feel like we're leaderless right now. Like there's no leadership and we're all just flailing because we're hurting inside and nobody knows the exact right thing to do. What's my role in this? And so with all the looting going on and everything like that, I took it upon myself to do some cleanup behind that. But today I saw a new narrative where police and demonstrators are coming together a little bit more. There's some healing taking place in my hometown of Flint, Michigan, where the chief got with the people and he marched and walked with them, protested with them. And so those are the things that I'm holding on to. I still have hope, but in order for us to move forward, we're really going to have to look at the foundation and those cracks in there and seal them up, see how we can heal them up. We keep denying America's history. We'll never get to the place where we need to be. We have to confront the history of what our country is and what it's based upon. Good night, good night Down goes the sun The day is almost done America, your time has come They won't hide your lies 
We are becoming 50 nations, 50 little countries. And that's not the America that I would like to see. I would like to see us unify. I would like to see us come together so we can become the United States that we claim to be. But right now we're so divided. I'm fearful of even more division. We can't thrive without helping each other. Oh, there's so many things, and I don't have an answer, but one that comes to mind is the economic disparity between the rich and the poor. There's such a huge gap. You know, there's a lot more community. Like my community, my white friends, my black and brown friends, we embrace each other. We connect with one another easily. It's not a big deal. But I realize the rest of the country, a lot of the country is not like that. There's a lot of separate living going on. And so it's hard for me to see what needs to be done because my life is pretty melded quite colorfully. You know, I have a lot of friends and a lot of different friends of different races. And I don't have the experience that some people have had. But I think first we have to listen to one another. That's the best answer I can come up is to hear one another and try to 
really listen as opposed to hold on to your own ideas. Try to be open to the dialogue and really hear the each side, hear each other. I'm hoping that there'll be some kind of policies put in place to where the violence and the discrimination can be done away with through an outline process, but it, it feels overwhelming. But I still have a glimmer of a hope when I see police chiefs embracing the protesters, when I see them listening and, wanna, and telling them that they stand with them, because they're humans too. They're doing their job. And it's hard on both sides. I feel bad for the cops who have to go out there and police the people because that's what they're supposed to do. I was telling my husband the other day, I said, imagine being African-American and being a cop and having your views, but you have to go out here and be on the front lines of a protest that you feel is necessary. Now coronavirus is sidelined. I'm seeing people protesting and I'm pro-protest. But can we have on masks? Can we do what's necessary to take care of each other in that way as well? This thing is like a double barrel right now. There's many pieces to this puzzle. It's a lot for me to take right now. But I do remain prayerful and hopeful. And I just pray every day, God, help us. Allow a real leader to rise up and come and help and talk to the youth. The youth are out there just flailing right now. We need leadership. We need guidance. And what we have right now, in my opinion, is not helpful at all. I asked Miko what she's doing right now to find daily sanity, especially when things feel so bleak. I pray. I meditate. I talk with others who are going through the struggle. I I check in with friends. I try to look at the simple things in life, like, hey, I'm cooking a dinner right now. This is a blessing to be able to cook a meal for my family. Um, I have a 24-year-old son who is in the music business, and he just melted my heart the other day. He started his own music group, and he called it Ghetto Kids. And I was like, "Uh, what is this, Ghetto Kids? But then ghetto is an acronym for going hard every day to overcome. And I was so proud of him for trying to change the narrative around that word. That just brought me to tears. So I look at the positive things that are going on in my life personally and the positive things that I do see happening with the protests, with the voices being heard. And there are glimmers of hope in there. I see it and I can feel it. I asked Miko if she would share one more song with us. This last song was written by Justin Phipps, co-founder of Red Tone Records. Justin said that this song was inspired by the biblical account of Jesus' first miracle, turning water into wine. In Justin's words, there doesn't seem to be much more of a reason for this particular miracle than to simply keep the good times going and the wine flowing. So in Justin's words... Pour another glass and enjoy. Rest. 
I just want people to know that there are African-American country music artists. A lot of people don't know about us or we're not in the mainstream, so to speak. But there's Mickey Guiton. There's Reese Palmer. Two wonderful ladies that you might want to go take a listen to as well. We are here. And music should have no boundaries, really. Go to MikoMarks.com and see if you like what you hear. And I hope you all are all staying safe and staying blessed. The songs Miko sang for us today were included with permission from Red Tone Records, a nonprofit social justice label. You can find more of Miko's music at MikoMarks.com. Special thanks to The Freight and Salvage for hosting the live show that put Miko on my radar that helped me bring this conversation with her to you. I hope you find in her words the same daily sanity that Miko is finding right now. Prayer, meditation, conversations with friends, and a persistent hope that we will finally say goodnight to the America we have been and together find our way to a new one. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Shelter in Place, the best way you can support it is to subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes so others can find it too. Shelter in Place is sponsored by Brick and Mortar and Delta Wines. I am so grateful to be sponsored by a small local business that isn't just committed to making great wines, but to making this world a better place. Get 10% off your order when you use the promo code SHELTER at brickandmortarwines.com or winesforchange.com. When you buy wine, you support this show and also other businesses that are working toward more sustainable living. The Shelter in Place music was composed by Chase Horseman at Reactor Productions, and the Shelter in Place artwork was created by Sarah Edgel. Until tomorrow, this is Shelter in Place. I'm Laura Joyce Davis.